Welcome to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. My name is Crystal Hasker, and I'm here to give you this month's announcement. If you're wondering whether Sunday school is back in session, the answer is yes. We offer Sunday school classes from ages 2 and up, starting every Sunday at 9 o'clock a.m. Are you looking to grow in the Word of God? Well, we do have something available for you. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m., join us on Zoom for our Discipleship Series class. If you're looking for the link, please feel free to see one of our greeters. We would love to help you. Over the last two years, we've been blessed to go on a spiritual journey for the REACH campaign. Well, look around, church. We're in the very space that we pray for. God is good. Join us for prayer every Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Zoom. We're calling this our morning connections. If you would like a link to join us via Zoom, please see one of our greeters. They would love to assist you. On Wednesdays from 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m., the doors of the church will be open for all who would like to join and have a place to pray. We're calling that our midday connections. And then on Thursdays, we have morning prayer from 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. And that is here at CCC. The doors of the church will be open. So transform your life spiritually and physically because right after those morning connections, our very own Brother Razier will be leading us in a physical workout. It's that time of year again, All Nations Sunday. So mark your calendar for October the 22nd as we come together and worship the God of all nations. Feel free to dress in your favorite cultural garb and bring a friend. We'll have light refreshments served right after service. October 27th to October 29th, Pastor and Sister Dibble, along with their family, will join us for an action-packed weekend. Are you ready? On Friday evening, Brother Dibble will teach on how to study the Word of God, how to preach, and how to teach. And then the next morning, on the 28th of October, Sister Dibble will be teaching on raising Christian children in this postmodern world. Well, what better way to get family together after such an important message than to go to the Oasis Family Farm? So on that same day, October 28th, in the afternoon, we will be meeting at the Oasis Farm from 12 to 2, and the cost of that is $20. See Sister Hasker or Brother Hasker for further details. And then on Sunday morning, October the 29th, you got it, Brother Dibble will be preaching an evangelistic message. So make sure that you tell a friend, bring a family member, and make sure they are at Christ Center Church from October the 27th to October the 29th for an action-packed weekend. We look forward to seeing you there. Those are the announcements for the month of October. Make sure you follow us on our socials, Instagram and Facebook, to stay connected and get any updates. God bless.
Come on, let's head to our feet. Let's just begin to set the atmosphere for this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus, God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus this morning. He is great. He is awesome. He is mighty. Come on, let's set the atmosphere. Come on, let's lift him up. Let's lift him up. Let's magnify the name. The name that is above every name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on. We are getting ready to start our 10.30 a.m. service. And we want this atmosphere to be ready to be set. I know we did our pre-prayer. There's a few people that missed out on it. So if you missed out on it, this is the opportunity to get in and get in touch and in tune with the Lord. Hallelujah. There is something I know you desire of Him today. And that's what we want to hear. Let's lift up the name. Come on, let's praise him. Let's magnify him. Let's glorify him. Let's honor him. Let's glorify the King eternally mortal. Hallelujah. Jesus, we love you. God, we adore you. God, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is none like you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. There is none greater than you, Lord. As we get into our worship service, we need you to connect in. We need you to sing with us. We need you to worship with us. Hallelujah. As we bless the name of Jesus, we want you to bless him with us. Hallelujah. Not just to stand and look, but to bless him with us. He is your God as well. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus, for there is joy in the house of the Lord. Come on, there is joy in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, there is joy in the house of the Lord today. Glory to God. There is joy in the house of the Lord. There is joy in the house of the Lord. Thank you. 
the Lord, somebody. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Freedom reigns in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, this week, all this week, it's been something that has been burning on me to say, just love the Lord. Just worship the Lord. We don't appreciate him enough. And then Brother Calvin, yesterday in our um, prayer breakfast, he was talking about the same thing. Taking the time to love the Lord, to appreciate the Lord. We don't go to somebody and just say, give me this. We got to kind of, as he say, butter them up a little bit first before we can get what we want. So this morning I want us in prayer. We want to take a couple minutes to just love on Jesus. Come on, he loves it. He inhabits it. He desires it. And it benefits us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I just want to thank everyone this morning for coming out to worshiping with us at Christ and the church. Hallelujah. In our prayer, we just want to make sure we put out to pray for Brother Haskins' grandmother. And then if anyone here has a prayer request. Of course, pray for Mama Allen. Mama Allen's a piece of work. I love her. Went to go see her. She had me laughing the whole time. Mama Allen is always going to be Mama Allen. So if anybody has a prayer request, if you don't have anything, stick your hand up for somebody else. Intercede for somebody else this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's get into prayer. And I don't want, I want to hear the voices of the people touch with mine this morning. I want heaven to hear the praise, the worship. There's somebody here that needs to hear the prayers going up. So let's just send up prayers this morning to the King of Kings and to the Lord of Lords. Heavenly Father, God, you are so worthy to be praised, O Lord God. You are my King, my God. You are my loving Father, the one who has covered me. Lord Jesus, we worship you. God, we only not worship you in spirit, but we worship you in truth, Lord God. God, you are the sweetest rose of sharing. God, you are the ever-living and ever-loving and ever-faithful God. God, you are the merciful saver. God, you are the matchless one. None, oh God, can compare to you, Lord Jesus. You are God all by yourself, oh God. Father, I worship you this morning, God. I magnify your holy name, Jesus. I give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord Jesus. You you are the blessed one. You are the righteous one. You are the lover of my soul. Jesus, I honor you this morning. I honor the King of kings. I honor the Lord of lords. I honor the one that sits high and looks down. I honor the one that sent his son that came down and gave his life for me. I honor the one that loves me more than I even love myself. 
yourself. God, I praise your name, your holy name, your righteous name. God, you are everything, Lord God. Blessed and anointed Savior today. I pray that you will forgive us, oh God, of everything that we have done against you, Lord. God, you are everything to us, Lord God. Thank you for being a forgiving God, a righteous God. Thank you for being such a loving God to show us what love is. God, we pray today, God, and we intercede for somebody today that is in need of a touch from the Master's hand today. God, we lay them, oh God, before your throne today, God. The throne of grace and the throne of mercy. God, you've shown us so much grace and so much mercy, and you do it every day, Lord God. You have always looked beyond our faults, and you've seen our great need, and you know that we needed to be here today. Thank you for covering us and bringing us, almighty God, into your storehouse so we can worship and praise you. God, I pray for the sick in the body this morning. God, I pray for Brother Isaiah's uh, grandmother, Lord God. I pray that you'll touch her body, Lord. God, I pray that you would eradicate any sicknesses, oh God, that is trying to overtake her body today, God. I touch and agree, oh God, today with every prayer request that has been sent up to you, almighty Jesus. Oh my God, you said we're two or more gathered and we are here today gathering to worship you, the one true and living God. We are here today making our petitions be known to you, Lord God. We know that you're the author and the finisher. You know all things, Lord Jesus. For you knew us, almighty God, yet before we was in our mother's womb. God, we bless you this morning. We honor you this morning. We pray, oh God, that you'll cover those that are still on their way into this service, oh God. We pray, oh God, for the minds and the hearts of your people, almighty God, to be on one accord this morning. That all we want to do today, God, is worship you. That all we want to do today, God, is show thanksgiving and praise unto you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray for the men of God today. Mighty God, I pray that you'll touch him today, Lord. I pray that you speak through him today, Lord God. I pray, Almighty God, that you'll strengthen him, oh God. Use him today, Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, to do what needs to be done, God. Let us not sit on the deaf ears today, but hear what thus saith the Lord today, God. Let us interact, Almighty God, and move as you want us to today, Lord God. We don't want to sit on you today, God, but we want to give you all the praise and all the glory. God, if we don't have anything to be thankful for, I'm thanking you for my neighbor today, Lord Jesus. For you have kept my neighbor, Lord God. Father, bless our musicians today, Lord God. Bless our ushers, our greeters, Almighty God. Continue to bless our praise and worship team, Lord God, the media team. Almighty God, the greeters, cover us today, Almighty God, with your blood. God, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're doing, oh God, and we bless your name and we bless your name for what you're about to do. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory because you deserve our worship. You deserve our praise. You are the Alpha, the Omega. You are the beginning and you are the end. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless your God.
Come on, all over the sanctuary. Let's just give the Lord some praise this morning. It's been good to us. All our lives has been faithful to us. He never leave us nor forsake us. And we have all right this morning to give him all the glory and all the honor because he's worthy to be praised. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. Amen. And whenever we get a chance to give him glory and honor, we need to take advantage of that. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated for a few minutes. Amen. We want to take this time out to welcome everyone. Our online congregation, we welcome you. So glad to have everyone in the house of God to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, we are serving an awesome God who is worthy to be praised. Amen. Any moment, you know, as I said earlier this morning, each moment that he gave us bread, we have all right to say thank you, Jesus. If we don't know what else to say, once we get up in the morning, the most we should say is say thank you, Jesus. He didn't have to let us live, but he make us live and live to see another day. So we give him all the glory and all the honor this morning. Amen. And thank him for being so good to us. I want to take this time out to welcome all of our guests and our visitors that are here this morning. We're going to ask all of our guests or visitors that are here for the first time, first, second, or third time, if you can stand so we can recognize you this morning. Amen. All our guests. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you all. Amen. So good to see everyone in the house of God. Brother Jackson, so good to see you, my friend. Amen. Praise God. And everyone that is here this morning to praise and to magnify the Lord with us. Truly, we're living in the last and closing days. Amen. And on that note, you know, I'm going to ask you as, as we pray and continue to pray, you know, for the country of Israel. They're in the midst of a war right now. So pray for the people, for God to cover them and protect them. Amen. And, you know, look all around what's going on in the world today. Make sure you continue to pray for each other that the Lord will keep us and that his hand will be upon us in everything that we do. That he will guide us and protect us from all harm and all danger. Amen. Amen. So we're going to ask everyone one more time if you could stand with us this morning. Everyone, if you're able to stand with us, we're going to ask you to stand with us this morning. Amen. And everyone say, it's offering time. Come on, say it with a little more energy and passion. It's offering time. Amen. Amen. Be a blessing this morning. Give a good offering this morning. And don't forget, you know, be a blessing. Give to our building fund. Amen. We still have another project that we're in the process of working on that we'll be working on soon. Amen. So we actually, when you give any extras that you have, give to our building fund. Make sure on the envelope you mark building fund, whatever. Amen. You can give to the building fund. And if you need an envelope, the ushers are going around. Feel free to get an envelope. If you need an envelope, if you want to pay electronically, we have two ladies in the back of the sanctuary. Amen. You can pay electronically. And uh, as the ushers come up, they will give you instruction as you go forward. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads one more time as we pray. Amen. That the Lord will continue to bless us. Father God, we love you. We thank you for your presence that we already felt in this place, O oh God. As we're about to receive this morning offering, Lord God, we ask your blessing, O oh God, upon every giver. Those who have to give. Those who have not likewise, that you will make a way that they too can be a blessing, O oh God. We ask you to continue to open up doors for us, Lord God. Continue to keep us, Lord God. Let your hands be upon us, Lord God. Continue to bless this facility, Lord God, every family. Those that are here, those that are not here today, Lord God. Those that are watching us via online this morning, I pray your blessing upon them likewise, O oh God. We ask you to cover us, keep us, Lord God. 
Father God, we pray for those that are in arms way this morning, Lord God. For the country of Israel this morning, Lord God. That you'll protect your people this morning, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to keep us and guide us, Lord God. As we give you glory and as we give you honor. We ask your will to be done. Not our will, but your will be done. As we continue to praise and worship your name. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. In Jesus' name.
congregation just want you to know that we know you're there we love you and appreciate you we thank you for just being a part of our church your church but those who will probably see this service at a later time I pray God will help you and bless you through the word of the Lord today First Peter chapter 5 verse number 6 the word of God says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he careth for you Father will you help us this morning already prayed and we're believing that you're getting ready to do something that only you can do. We humble ourselves before you and we ask you to just have your way today.
let your word take free course. And Lord, help us to walk out of this place differently. We thank and praise you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. I want to talk to you this morning on this topic, casting all your care upon him. Casting all your care upon him. The two passages of scriptures we read in 1 Peter 5 and 6, it tells us to humble ourselves. And then in 7, it tells us to cast our care upon him. The scripture, we have to follow it. Before we can cast our care, we have to humble ourselves. Humility is not demeaning ourselves and thinking poorly of ourselves. A humble person focuses more on the Lord Jesus and others rather than on himself or herself. So when we are all about ourselves, we're not being humble. If everything is about you, you're not being humble. Humility is a recognition that by ourselves we are inadequate, without dignity, and worthless. Yet, because we are created in God's image and likeness, and only because we are in Christ, we have infinite worth and dignity. I know we feel like there's a lot of good people walking around and say they're good people. But here is how you need to look at it. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away. Everything that we do good in this world will one day be gone. So as much as we can consider it good, according to our standards of living, as much as we can consider it good, because we can say, well, that's good. Well, that's good. That was, that was needful. But at some point in time, all of that will be gone. The Bible says only what we do for Christ will last. And so only the things that are eternal really matters at the end of this life. And so when we talk about us being inadequate or without dignity and worthless without Christ, that's what we're referring to because I know sometimes we read or we listen to the word of God and we allow it to offend us because of our own viewpoint. The Bible says almighty God is omniscient. You know what that means? He's all-knowing. The day we get a revelation of that, that almighty God is all-knowing, we'll stop having our viewpoint. You can have all the view you want. You can be as smart as you want. You can be as intelligent as you are. I am telling you that almighty God is all-knowing and we're not. So I'll just rather just, just yield to him so my life could be a whole lot more simple instead of me trying to be smart and limited in knowledge as opposed to just going with the one who has all knowledge. Yet, because we're created in his image, that's what gives us value. That's what gives us worth. True humility does not produce pride, but it produces gratitude. 
When you're humble, man, you just, you just thank God. Thanking God meaning something was done for you. We just don't thank for no reason. We thank when something is done for us. So when we find ourselves having an attitude of gratitude, we're in that place that's called humility. But when we can just always feel like, well, ain't nobody did nothing for me, that's pride. hate to tell you. <laughs> Philippians 2 and 5 tells us or gives us the description of true humility. So it says in Philippians 2 and 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 6 says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God, meaning Christ is God Almighty. That's why they're equal, because there's no separation. Christ is Almighty God. But made himself of no reputation. The Almighty God who breathed breath into our nostril and we became a living soul. The Almighty God who sustains life. The Almighty God who sustains our world. The Almighty God that is all-knowing made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. The Almighty God. We're looking at humility. Almighty God, how in the world, can you imagine you created everything and you're responsible for everything and you humbled yourself to what you created and tell them, I'm going to follow the rules just like you. My God. Verse 8 says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Almighty God humbled himself himself I think we ought to get a revelation this morning like you know what I've been saying I'm trying to be like Jesus and if I'm going to be like Jesus I got to humble myself because if he can humble himself who am I who am I if the creator can humble himself who am I and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Humble yourselves. Humble yourselves. God hates pride. Did you know that? God resists the proud because God hates the sin of pride. Pride is a sin. It was pride that turned Lucifer to Satan. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons why you you don't want to you know, there's some sins we allow our flesh to, 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 to take us into. But pride, in my opinion, I believe it's biblical. It didn't originate with us. It originated with the devil. So when we have pride, man, we are, we are rolling right along with him. Let me sin and I don't want to sin. But if I'm going to sin, I don't want to sin the sin of pride. I don't want to be nothing like Satan. And when I sin the sin of pride, I am being just like him. I don't want to be like him. I don't want to be like him. It was pride that stirred Eve to take a eat of the forbidden fruit. Pride. Check this out. Worldliness 
is the pride of life. Worldliness is a person saying, I can live my life without the one that gave me my life. So when we decide to live without Christ and live according to the standards of our own likeness and according to this world, what we're saying is, God, you, you, you the man upstairs, but at the end of the day, I got to do my thing. That's pride. And nobody will ever be saved with pride in their life. The devil got kicked out of heaven because of pride. So we know we can't go there with pride. It's been proven. We see it. That pride can't be up there. And that's where we're all striving to go. So we know with, with pride we will never get there. Anybody who thinks he can live his life without Christ is prideful. Some might not know because they're ignorant. And so I understand that's a different situation. But for those of us that's been enlightened, to know who the Lord Jesus Christ is and still determined to live our life without him, that's pride. Because you believe that you can make it without him. Pride will cause you to submit to God. Pride, I'm sorry, pride will cause you not to submit to God. When we can't submit to God or we don't want to submit to one another, it's prideful. If we don't submit to God, we don't submit to one another, prideful. It's pride. Watch this. Pride is an act of faith. Pride is an act of faith. I'm sorry. What did I say, pride? Submission is an act of of faith. Y'all correct me if I'm, y'all saw me going. What is wrong with y'all? Y'all gonna let the preacher tell y'all foolishness and y'all gonna say, sit there? Okay, all right. Who's waiting for the next line? Because there's no way I'm gonna pass no church that's gonna just say, okay, to unbiblical things. Submission is an act of faith. All right. We submit to God and submit to one another by faith. Submission is a faith thing. It's not a, oh, oh, you know, uh, you know, I'm just going to just go with the flow. Mm -mm. When you submit, you're saying, I trust God. We are trusting God to direct our lives and work out his purposes in his time when we submit to him. Submission to the Almighty God and our fellow man is an act of faith. Tell your neighbor, submission is an act of faith. It is, it is, it is. Submission to the Lord Jesus, watch this, prevents pride from creeping into our lives. If you live a life of submission to God, it prevents pride from creeping into your life. Most of the time we don't submit because we're worried about being taken advantage of. So if you stop there to think about that, that, well, I, I don't want nobody taking advantage of me. 
you lack faith. Because what you haven't considered, or you have considered it, but you won't believe it, is that submission starts with God. And if you submit to God, who do you think he's going to let to take advantage of you? What kind of God do you serve? Do you serve the true God? Because when you su- submit your life to the true and living God, his name is Jesus, you submit to him and you're in the body of Christ and you submit to the leadership of the body of Christ, you think God's going to let anybody take advantage of you? And even when you think God is allowing someone to take advantage of you, trust me when I tell you God is helping you with something in your life and you will see in the end that nobody took advantage of you. If you submit to the Lord, nobody takes advantage of you. And that's what we're all concerned about when we think about submission. Nobody going to take advantage of me. Well, if you know God, you will know he loves you so much. We sang about it, the goodness of God. You think, you think God's goodness will allow anyone to abuse you just to abuse you? No, God will step in. And so... Submission is an act of faith. Submit yourselves one to another. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Mm -hmm. I want to help you today to deal with something we all face throughout our lives, which is the issue of carrying cares. I talked about humility and submission so it'll be easy as we just kind of ease into casting our care on him. And so we're carrying cares. I want to show you from the Bible that we never were meant to carry the weight of this life upon our shoulders and how doing so is so detrimental to our health, to our spiritual well-being, to our mental and physical condition where we're carrying cares that God never intended for us to carry. In this verse, the word care describes panic, stress, anxiety, worries, and sin. The Bible says we are to cast our care upon him because he cares for us. The word casting describes Watch this. I love this description. It describes a man or woman that have a heavy weight on his shoulder, on his back, just carrying heavy weight. Weight that's too much for him or her to bear, but they're carrying it. That weight becomes so heavy. That he or she calls for someone to bring a donkey. He then brings the donkey and the donkey come alongside him or her. 
And he begins or she begins to unload the weight. All the weight on the donkey's back. And all the weight that you were carrying, you put it on the donkey's back. And so now, the donkey has the weight, and you no longer have the weight. But here's the beauty of it. The donkey is carrying the weight, and it is now your responsibility to walk with the donkey. You have unloaded the weight, but you still have to walk and go where you need to go. You put the weight on the donkey's back, and the donkey now is loaded and weighted and carrying your care, but you are still walking with the donkey. Now, Jesus ain't no donkey, but that's exactly what he's calling us to do, to unload our cares and put on him. But we have to walk along with him. We can't just give him the cares and say, you keep it. I'm going to go where I want to go. No, we have to give it to him and say, yes, Lord, I'm coming right along with you. The Lord is my shepherd he making me to lie down in green pastures he leaded me by still waters he restored my soul he leaded me in the path of righteousness as he leads I am right there with him we can't unload the weight and go our separate ways because all we're going to do is pick up more weight You unload that thing and go your separate ways, you're going to pick more weight up. You're going to have to go find him again and unload it. Cast your care upon him because he cared for you. We have unloaded the weight, the burden, put it on him. But we're not walking with him. We went our separate way. We think we can just unload it and just go our separate way. I thought we were supposed to be going someplace anyway. How in the world are we going to unload the weight and the care and the burden and, and say, okay, now I'm changing course. We unload it. But it's our responsibility to walk with him. This is why he says... My burden is easy and my yoke is light or my burden is light and my yoke is easy. And so that's why he tells us that because he's showing you that he will do the work, but you still got to be alongside him. This is why he says we're laborers together with Christ because he's doing the heavy lifting. We're just supposed to come alongside him. Unfortunately, many of us as Christians, we're doing heavy lifting and we're doing all the work. And he's saying, what are you doing? That's not your responsibility. Many of us don't realize we're, pray, we're playing God. It wasn't our responsibility to play God. We're trying to do the heavy lifting. We're trying to do all the hard work. And God says, no, my yoke is easy and my burden burden is light. Come alongside me. I got this. But you need to walk with me. I'm your shepherd. You need to walk with me. Don't just go your own way. I'm the one that's going to keep the weight off you. 
I want you to know that no one is made to carry weight. You can't go far in life with all that weight. It will begin to crush you and eventually you will break. Thankfully, the Bible tells us exactly what to do when challenges come and we are tempted to get worried and tempted to be stressed out and tempted with anxiety. We know cast all our cares upon him because he cared for us. Anxiety is preventing many of you from walking in your purpose in Christ. And that is not his will for your life. Showing up for church service is not God's purpose only for your life. He's got more for you. He's got more for you. He loves you. He wants you to experience Abundant, more abundant life, not just come to church and and come with your weight and go back home with your weight. That's not God's will for you. He loves you. He doesn't want you to keep coming to a building to hear singers sing, to hear preachers preach, and and to just experience his presence. That's not enough for him. He loves you too much to say that's enough. He wants to do so much more. He wants to do so much more that you will not come in with burdens and weights and leave the same way with burdens and weights. That's not God's will for your life. Anxiety for some of us is personal. That's how it comes out for some of us. It can be family situation or, you know, marriage situation. Many are anxious because of health issues. Some are anxious because you're concerned about your children or you have stretched yourself so thin financially. The anxieties of many arise from their spiritual state as well. They feel trapped in their sins, concerned about their temptations and and doubts and fears. These anxieties are distractions and have tendencies to make you depressed, to your happiness to cripple you from serving the Lord Jesus. This is not God's intention for your life. And as I said this morning to our leadership as we prayed before we came over on this side, some of us know how to function. What they like to say back in the day, um, I'm, a func- I'm a functioning alcoholic. There's people that they're, they're always under the influence of alcohol, but they know how to function in that state. And so they call them functioning alcoholics. And some of us are functioning people that carry cares all the time. We know how to just push it down. We know how to suppress it and keep on living our life like nothing is wrong. And we don't realize it's eating away at us. It can cause problems in your bones. It can cause you to be stressed out. It can mar your your sight in how you see Christ. It can do so much for you because you're carrying around and because you feel like, oh, things are normal and because you look normal, you think you're okay. I was talking to somebody this morning, and he said to me, the way how I feel, I don't feel like I have any sickness in my body, but I know I have sickness in my body. That's for some of us that's carrying around heavy cares. You might move around like everybody else, but stop ignoring the weights that you're carrying. 
the burdens that you're carrying. Stop ignoring them. It's time for you to acknowledge the weights and the burdens that you're carrying and let the Lord help you this morning because God loves you. He's there for you and he does not want you to break because you will break if you keep carrying the cares of life that you aren't supposed to carry. Give it to Jesus. Anxiety, like so many other challenges, was not supposed to be a part of the human experience. If you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, they were not carrying any stress, no worries, no anxiety, obviously no sin, nothing to worry about. Remember I told you the other day at Bible study, it's time for us to look at what God's intention was from the very beginning. Stop looking at what you see today because we have distorted what God intended to do in our world and in us. And so today we're just trying to figure out things, looking at what people have done and did not go back to say, what was God's intention from the very beginning? And God's intention from the very beginning was that we would not live in sin, was that we would not have stress and worry and anxiety. That was not God's intention from the very beginning. But because we allowed sin to get into our life, we started carrying the cares of life because we allowed sin to get into our life. It wasn't until Adam and Eve sinned that they started having anxiety, running and hiding from God, trying to explain why they did something wrong and not taking responsibility. It was when they sinned that they started carrying cares. But before that, they had no care in the world. As a matter of fact, Adam didn't have to do any work. Fruit tree just grew. The grass grew and stayed green. You didn't have to worry about the grass being burnt out in August. Everything was just beautiful. Then they sinned. And here comes anxiety. Here comes stress. Here come all this other stuff that we was not supposed to be carrying around. When a person carries the weight of anxiety, stress, and sin, it affects them in many ways. They are negatively impacted mentally. Their blood pressure is affected. Their bones and body are also put under duress. Do you know why? It's because you were not meant to carry these cares of life. We'll be, we'll be surprised if we could just go somewhere and not. And this is why vacation is good. You know, when you really take vacation, I'm not talking about some of us talking about we take vacation and go to our home country and it's worse than when you're here and you call that vacation. Some of us, you know, we go on vacation and we got to go see this and got to go see that. And so you're still running by a schedule when you go. That's not vacation. Vacation is to go somewhere and have not a care in the world and do nothing. Wake up when you want, go to sleep when you want, do whatever you want, just with no care. That's what vacation is. No care. So anytime you take vacation and you find yourself having care, not a vacation. Hope, hopefully I helped somebody this morning with that one at least. We go back home. We ship all this stuff back home. We got to go back home and say, so you get that package over there. You get that package over there. You get that over there. And I thought so-and-so was supposed to come tomorrow and pick up their stuff. Stressed out. Stressed out. Stressed out. Talking about 
you on vacation. Ain't on no vacation. Ain't on no vacation. Peter is telling us in 1 Peter 5, verse 7. He's telling us if we're under a load of worry, call upon the name of the Lord and cast all of our cares, stress, anxiety, and sin over to him. If we walk with Jesus, he will carry our cares that we don't have to be burdened with them. And so the question we got to ask ourselves sometimes is, are we really walking with Jesus? That's a hard pill to swallow for all of us, me, you, and everybody. Are we really walking with Jesus? Because if we're really walking with Jesus, we should not be going through all of this stressed out situation and having all these anxiety and all that. We shouldn't have that because we're supposed to know I've got the master with me. I've got the king of glory with me. I've got the all powerful one with me. I'm walking with him. What should I worry about? Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for thou art with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me and so if we're really walking with Jesus we shouldn't be walking around with a whole bunch of anxiety and stress and having battling sin all the time we should know I have Jesus with me and I'm going to cast my care on him Jesus didn't call us So we could be burdened with cares like anxiety and stress and sin. He called us to seek his kingdom above everything else. And so, here's something interesting. Here's something interesting. No matter what you do, as long as you're breathing, you're going to have to do something. Unless you're sick, laid up, and you can't move. As long as you're breathing, you're going to find yourself doing something. And so here is something very, very interesting to think about. You can live however you want, but you're still doing something. You can live however you want, just kind of off of, you know, the experience of life, your own intellect, you know, what you think is right. You can live that way if you want but you're still doing something. Or you can live your life seeking God's kingdom. And so, when you live your life seeking God's kingdom, God got to do the heavy lifting. When you live your life doing what you want, you have to do the heavy lifting. (laughs) And we don't really realize that, or sometimes we outsmart our own selves. In thinking that I know what I'm doing. But you're, you, you don't realize by doing what you think you should do, you're lifting things that are too heavy. By doing it your way, you're doing things that's just too hard. When, if you would just seek the kingdom... It's a whole different story. In Matthew 6 and 25 and 26, it says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. This is Jesus speaking. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for the body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat 
and body than remnant. Behold, watch this, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much more than they? That's heavy. That's heavy. That's scripture that we probably overlook, but that's heavy. Jesus is saying to us that if I take care of the birds, I take care of the birds. You think the birds take care of themselves? No, I take care of the birds. I make sure they have food to eat. I make sure they have air to breathe. I take care of the birds and the birds don't have a soul. I didn't make them like me. I made you like me. And if I could take care of the birds, don't you think I will take care of you? My God, if we will ever get this. God is letting us know that what are we worrying about? But I think that we get jammed up because we're not doing his will. And so I've said this many times that I think because we read these things and we understand what it's saying. But the caveat is if we are walking with him. That's how it works for us if we're walking with him. Oh, perfect example. Remember when Jesus was going about doing miracles and people are following him. Didn't they get hungry? Did they go to the store to buy their own food? Did they have to collect a little offering for themselves and say, yo, you got a dollar? You got a couple dollars? Let's put something together and get a hoagie. Let's put something together and get some wings. You think that's what they did? No. Jesus said, you're following me, and so I'm responsible to take care of you. And so the bottom line is, we want God to take care of us, but we don't want to follow him. And so we get jammed up. And so we read these things, and sometimes it seems like, man, that scripture can't be true. God ain't been doing anything for me. Probably not, because you're not following him. Because the blessing is in following him. The blessing is not in doing your own thing. Who wants to keep on doing the same thing over and over, even though you know it's failing? Who wants to do the same thing over and over, knowing that it's failing? Parents, you don't want to do that. So do you want God to do that? You want God to keep investing in you when you're living a life of failure. Nobody does that. And so God says, instead of... Me just keep on blessing you when you keep squandering it. I keep blessing and you keep squandering. You know, just come with me. So as I bless, you maintain blessings. You're blessed when you're in the city. You're blessed when you're in the field. When you follow the Lord, you are always blessed. But to take the blessing and go do your own thing, you're going to have to come back. And God is not into every time you come back, here you go, and you run off again. In verse 31 of Matthew chapter 6, it says, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do Gentiles seek. This just means after these things do people that are not Christians seek. They're worried about everything. Again, why are we worrying and having anxiety and having stress? We must not be walking with him. And he says, People that are not saved, they're worrying always about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, where we're going to go. He says, for your heavenly father knoweth 
that you have need of all these things. Jesus knows you have need, whatever you have need of. But in order for us to get it, we got to follow him. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. So when we live our life walking with him, when we live our life saying, God, here I am. I just want to be a vessel that you can work through. Here I am, Lord. I want to fulfill my purpose in you. Here I am, Lord. Use me however you please. When we do that, everything that we need, God will take care of. If we put God's, first, God's will first, God's righteousness first in our lives, he will take care of everything else. We must once and for all give all of our cares, our past cares, our present cares, and our future cares to the Lord. It's time to stop walking around with this weight weighing you down. It's time. We must not or we must hand over the weight. That we've been carrying to the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to me. I'm getting close to wrapping this thing up. Peter was able to write First Peter. The Lord used him because he had the experience. He learned, Peter did, from experience that the Lord Jesus cares for his own. Jesus cares for his own. If you are his, he cares for his own. When you read the four gospels, you will discover that Peter shared in some wonderful miracles that transpired. Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus gave Peter a great catch of fish. Jesus helped Peter Pay his temple tax. It was Jesus who made Peter walk on water. Jesus repaired the damage Peter did to the ear of Malchus. Remember that guy? And Peter was so swordsman. Cut his ear off and Jesus got the ear put back on. Peter was able to see all of this. It was Jesus who was responsible For Peter being delivered from prison. So when Peter says, casting all my care upon him, Peter knew what he was talking about. Because Peter had lived that life and continued to have lived that life by casting his care on Jesus. Watch this. Hannah cast her care upon, upon the Lord because she was... Barren and could not have children. She cast her care upon him and she prays and says, Jesus, I can't have children. Will you grant me this? Open my womb so I may have children. She cast her care upon the Lord. David cast his care upon the Lord. Guess what? When he was distressed because he was king and the city was burnt down, the wives and children were taken captive and David cast his care said, Lord, should I pursue or shouldn't I? He cast his care on Jesus. This guy, Hezekiah, I don't know if you know him, 
But in Isaiah chapter 38, Hezekiah cast his care upon the Lord when he was sick to death. He was sick to death, and he went and cast his care on the Lord and said, Lord, remember me. And God granted him 15 more years from the time he was scheduled to die. When you have cares and you cast them on the Lord, he will take care of them. Uh huh. And so I close here. While the Lord Jesus is carrying our burdens of care, he does more than just lightening the load for us. And so while he's carrying it and we're walking with him, guess what he does? He gives us the courage to face our cares honestly and not run away from them. While he's carrying the cares, the burden for us, he gives us the wisdom to understand the situation. While he's carrying the burdens for us, he gives us the strength to do what we must. While he's carrying the burden, he gives us the faith to trust him to do the rest. Don't give Jesus your burden and take it back. We do it all the time. We give it to him, we take it back. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like we're playing, you know, ball back and forth. We give it to him, we take it back. We give it to him, we take it back. And the Lord is like, when are we going to stop doing this? And when will you allow me to carry your cares for you so you can walk in liberty? So you can walk without this heavy weight and burden? I hope somebody is hearing me this morning. Jesus cares for you. It is of all importance to realize that his heart is ever towards you. I don't know if we understand how much God loves us. Can we stop grading God on how much prosperity we experience? Can we stop grading God on if everything we pray for, we get it? Can we stop grading God like that when he is our heavenly father, and your father knows what's best for you. And so while you pray for things that you pray for, sometimes you won't get it because it's not what's best for you. And you have to have confidence and faith in the Lord to know that if he doesn't give it to me, it's because I should not have it at the moment or at all. But God always will do what's best for me. Anybody believe that? We, we haven't settled that yet. Because if we had settled that, we would have been moving forward. We got to settle that. Because I think we are judging God on what we ask for and what he gives us. He's all-knowing, church. If he's all-knowing, we can't judge him on what prayers we pray and how he answers them. If we will settle in our heart that the Lord God Almighty is all-knowing, then when we pray, whatever the results are of our prayer, we take it as, thank you, Jesus, because you're all-knowing, and I know your heart is always toward me. So I know whatever it is that you are doing, it's for my own good. That's faith. That's faith. That's faith. And so if we can't get to that place, it means... We need to turn up that faith a little bit more because the bottom line is God wants what's best for you. 
and, and for some of it, remember what I said, if he's not doing it, it's because we might not be walking with him. We're going in one direction, and he's going in a different direction. So those things might be the two things that's hindering us. Either we're going separate ways from the Lord, or we're not having faith to know God will take care of us. Because his heart is always toward us. He's not an indifferent spectator of our suffering. Your struggles, your situations that you have that you're going through, God is not looking and says, well, I don't know what you want from me. That's not what God is doing. You're not going through a struggle and God is sitting there saying, what do you want from me? God don't want you to struggle. God wants you to live a life of liberty. Everything about you matters to the Lord. How precious to realize that everything about us matters to the Lord. You know how I can tell you that? There's a scripture that tells us that Jesus knows every hair on our head by number. How in the world is that possible? That God knows every hair on your head by number. And even the ones, let me tell you how deep he is. He just told me this. That even us that have bald heads, he knows the ones that's still underneath the scalp that ain't come up yet. And I'm not even laughing. I'm not even laughing because God just told me that. That even the bald head people that shave it off, he says, I know the hair on your head by number. And even the ones under the scalp that haven't burst through yet, I know them by number. Because you know how we are. Well, he probably don't know me that good because I'm bald-headed. We always got something, man. And God is, so I, don't I tell you all the time I feel bad for God? I shouldn't because he got it under control. But I do because we always come up with something bogus. Well, I know what you're saying, preacher. But I'm bald-headed, so how can he know me? That's how we do. The Lord cares for you. If we focus on him and put our trust in his word first, we will find that he will carry the weight so that we don't have to. God wants to help us today. I can feel the weights. I can feel the cares that we carry. But I don't know what you will do today. If you're going to let God have it, if you're going to give it to him, or you're just going to walk out of here today again and be like, okay, that's cool. That's good. And you know what we tell ourselves sometimes? Well, when I kneel down tonight at my bedside, I'll pray and give him my burdens at that time. I don't have to let everybody see me giving my burdens to him. We ever trying to live our own way, even when we are getting the word straight. We still have to figure out a way to do it our way. Pride. This is why I started with pride. Because when we decide to live for God the way we want, pride. Because that's unacceptable. We're not all-knowing. And when we decide to try to do it with our own understanding of what God is telling us, we're going to get jammed up because we're not all-knowing. Do we ever stop? Why we think church is church? I'm finishing here. Why do we think church is church? What we think? What do we think? Ask yourself. I can't ask you all one by one. But why do you think this is all? Why are we doing this? Why are we here doing this? 
just so we can feel good for this moment. And then when we leave out, just everything is just everything. For one, there's a lot of things I can tell you about this. But for one, this is supernatural. That's happening here. We take church to be something natural. It's not natural. It's supernatural. It's divine. And so what happens when we're here like this? God will speak through me to you. He will give you the words that you need, the description of things, and direction as to what to do. It is supernatural. It is divine. And when you come to that knowledge and understanding of this is supernatural and divine, it's not literal. It's not, it's not physical. When we get that, then we'll realize I am going to church because I'm going to interact with the supernatural. I am going to church because I'm going to encounter the divine power of God. When we think like that and understand that's really what it is, then we will begin to see some things. But I think we make this so practical like this is like everything else. This is not like us going to college. This is not like us going to high school or kindergarten or elementary or middle school. This is not the same. All of those things are natural. This is supernatural. All right, let's stand. Let's stand. Psalms 55 and 22 says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And so God is telling us from the old to the new. He's telling us to cast our care, our burdens upon him. Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. There are many of us here today that are carrying great burdens. And it's time for us to unload them. It's time for us to say, I'm unloading these burdens. I don't think anyone today in this place is living their life except for the babies. I don't think anyone in here today is living without care that you're carrying around that you don't have to. Care that you're carrying around that God didn't intend for you to carry around. And it's, 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 it's impeding your will. To be who God called you to be. It's impeding your desire. To fulfill your purpose in Christ. You know. We have become accustomed. With some of the things that. We just make it like. It's just a part of life. And so we're living every day. With this thing that we're saying. It's just a part of life. When God says. Casting all your care upon him because he cared for you. And so the cares that we are moving around with. If there's sin that we're struggling with, we're battling with, we need to repent of those sins and cast those care on him. If there's relationship situation, whether it's spousal or it's just family, cast that care upon him.
If there's financial situation, can I tell you this? Sometimes you think that because you put yourself in the jam that God is not going to get you out of it. Can I tell you, please don't think like that. You can put yourself in a jam and if you will go to God and acknowledge, God, I messed up. I stretched myself thin financially. Will you, Lord, take this care from me and bless me financially so I don't put myself back in this predicament? And so we need to take ourselves before the king today and really and truly be honest with him so he can take the weight off of us. We need to unload it. He can't just snatch it from us. We have to say, here, Lord, here, Lord, here, Lord, I give it to you. Here, Lord, here, Lord, I give it to you. Oh. Will somebody give the burden over to him? Will somebody give the weight over to him? I promise you, God is going to liberate you. God is going to set you free today. God is going to give you a new lease on life. You're going to feel yourself different. You're going to say, why is it so different for me? Why do I feel different than I've ever felt? Because you have given that weight over to Christ and he says, I'll take it. But you got to walk with him now. You got to walk with him now. You got to walk with Jesus now. Don't just give him the weight and sit there. Give him the weight and walk with him. Hear me, somebody. Hear me, somebody. God wants more from you. He's not demanding more to make your life hard. He's not demanding more to make your life complicated. He's not demanding more to make you work hard. He's demanding more so you can be free. Because the more you are in Christ, the more liberated you are. The less you're in Christ, the more burdens and weights you're carrying around. And so to live our life in Christ, still doing what we want, we're walking around with weights. We're being weighed down. We're carrying things around that God didn't intend for us to carry around. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to give the weight over to the Lord. You know what kind of weight you have in your life. You know what kind of burden you've been carrying. And you have even told yourself that, guess what? I guess this is just part of life nonsense. I've come to tell you what the Lord want me to tell you. That the weights, the burdens that you're carrying, it's not just a part of life. You have made it that way. As a matter of fact, he says, the devil has lied to you and told you that the burdens and the weights you're carrying, that's just the way it is. But I've come to tell you that Jesus says, if you will bring your weights and burdens to him and give it to him, you will walk away free. As a matter of fact, you will see the things that used to bother you, they won't bother you. The things that had you bound will no longer have you bound because you cast your care upon him. And so just like Hannah prayed, when her womb was shut up and Hannah prayed and said, Lord, will you give me a child? She was casting her weight upon him. Just like when David was in the 
distress. And he was the king. And the king was responsible for the city that was burnt down. The women and the children were taken captives. And David was distressed. But he went to the Lord and put that weight upon the Lord and said, God, shall I pursue or not? And the Lord said, go, pursue. He placed the weight on the Lord. He did not carry the weight. It's time that we stop carrying the weight. You're carrying weights. Some of you are victims. You're a victim for the weight that you're carrying. And God says, that was not my will. I did not do that. But what I can do is deliver you. What I can do is take the weight. I didn't put the burden upon you. I didn't put the weight upon you. I didn't cause you to be victimized. But I will lift the weight. I will carry the burden for you. You've been victimized. You've been mistreated. But I will carry the burden if you will give it to me. The pain, the sickness, I didn't give it to you. But I can heal you. I can carry it for you. They placed the crown of thorn on his head. They placed the crown of thorn on his head so we could have a sound mind. They beat him 39 times. Oh, so we could have healing. His blood was shed that, guess what? We can be cleansed from our sins. God is here, church. God is here, church. Will you open your mouth now? And cast your care on him. Will you open your mouth now? And cast your care on him. He wants to carry the weight. He will carry the weight for you. You don't have to carry it anymore. You don't have to carry it anymore. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to carry it anymore. He says give it to me. I will carry it for you. Give it to me. I will carry it for you. Don't you worry. Just say it. Just Parents, I will carry it. I'm your God. I will carry it. Just declare it. Just call upon me. Just call upon me. And I will do it. I will carry it. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I will carry the weight. Unload yourself. Unburden yourself. Unburden yourself. Unburden yourself. I free your mind. I free your mind in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord you want to be free in your mind. You want your mind to be free from all the thoughts, from all the experiences, from all the hurts, from all the distractions. I free your mind today in the name of Jesus. I pray that this mind which be in Christ Jesus will be also in you. I free your mind. I free your mind. I free your mind. I free your mind. Come on. Come on. God says, you're trying to do what only I can do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lead not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. Acknowledge the Lord. Acknowledge.
praise the Lord. He says, if you will worship me, if you will praise me, if you will worship me and praise me, I will carry the weight. I will carry the burden. Let me have your burden. Let me have the care. I will carry you through. Walk with me. 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 In the name of Jesus. Walk with me. Walk with the Lord. I lose you. I lose you. I lose you. In the name of Jesus. By the authority of the Lord. The power of the name. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. He says, I'm guiding your steps. I believe you. Now unburn yourself. Give me those cares. Give me those cares. I've shown you that I'm with you. I've shown you that I'm with you. Now give me a care. Stop carrying them. Give them to me and walk with me. I will give you life. And give your life abundantly. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. Oh, hallelujah. I hear the voice of God. He told me to tell you. Once you give him this the final time. Once you give him your burden this final time, once you unload him this final time, he says, don't take it back. Don't take it back. Let me have it. But walk with me. Just walk with me. I'll carry you through. You know what he told me to tell you? Be bold. Be courageous. Be bold. Be courageous. Speak the word that I put into your mouth. Speak the word that I put into your heart. Be bold. Be courageous. Do what I tell you to do. And I will show you my glory. And I will show you my glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I've set you free. I've set you free. In the name of Jesus. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet.
but I can't use you while you're burned down. I can't use you while the weights are weighing you down. But if you will give me those cares right now, you are going to feel the liberty that I want you to feel. Uh, you're going to see like you've never seen. You're going to have a different attitude, a different perspective. You're going to do things that you never thought you would do. You're going to say things you never thought you would say. You're going to have impact like you never thought you would have. Give them to me right now. Unload. Unload yourself. Unburn yourself. Let me carry them right now. In the name of Jesus. 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 every curse. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. You hear me? You're going to make it. You're going to make it. God established this. God established this. You're going to make it. The devil is a liar. I command every voice that is contrary to the voice of God to be silenced from this very moment on. That you will not be able to hear the voices that are contradictory to God's word, to God's voice. Now hear the voice of God. Hear the word of God. I have called you. I have set you in this place. I will raise you up. I will use you. I will take you where I want you to go. Give me your burdens now. Give me the weights now. And I will let you walk in complete liberty. You will be the example that I call you to be. Walk in liberty. Walk in liberty. Give me your weights. Give me your burdens. And walk free. Walk free. Walk free. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, God, will you grant them wisdom? Will you grant them wisdom? Touch his body. Touch their minds. Touch his body. Touch their mind. Let this mind, which be in Christ Jesus, be also in him. Let this mind, which be in Christ Jesus, be also in this man of God. In this man of God. Let this woman of God walk in her purpose. Let this man of God walk in his purpose. Let them walk in your glory. In the name of Jesus. Be bold. Be courageous. Declare the word of God. God is God says, I got you. I got you. Don't you worry. Don't you fret. Don't you fear. God says, I got you. Remember his word today. Casting all your cares upon him because he careth for you. Remember his word today. He says, casting all your care upon me because I care for you. No weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against you. No curse that came down from high up above will rule over your life. I'm your God. Trust in me with all your heart. Trust in me with all your heart. I will give you rest. I will give you peace. I will give you joy. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 
Will somebody just begin to say thank you, Jesus? Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're so good to me. You're so good to us. Oh, somebody need to be grateful. Have an attitude of gratitude now. God has done something for you today. You have cast your care, and God says, I got them. Now let's thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, loose Dennis. Father, loose Dennis. Set him free, Lord Jesus. That he will no longer be bound. Let him live in liberty, Lord. Oh, God, I pray that he will walk alongside you. That he will allow you to carry the weights, carry the burdens. And that you, God, will give him the peace that he needs. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Let's appreciate the Lord. Let's appreciate him. Lord, keep us. 
Let your hands continue to be upon us. And we will continue to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In the precious name of Jesus. We have refreshments on sale next door in our fellowship hall. Go over fellowship. Get something. It goes toward our building fund. God bless you, church. I love you. Thank you for your attentiveness. May the Lord go with you and bless you today in Jesus' name.